Our great God, our dear loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this beautiful gift that you have given us. A day wherein we could rest from all our worries and all our cares, and most especially a day, dear Father, where we could fix our eyes upon Jesus. And Lord, I pray that this special day would even be more special by sending us the Holy Spirit. So Lord, I pray in a very special way that you please prepare our hearts for the blessings that you're about to pour upon us. Help our thoughts be centered upon you. Let nothing distract us, dear Lord, from this beautiful day that you have shared with us. And Lord, I pray that this will be one of the highest Sabbaths that we'll ever experience. And Lord, I pray in a very special way that you please anoint us with the anointing of your Holy Spirit. For we ask this in the loving name of your son Jesus, all your children say. Amen. Amen. I don't know who among you here are third or second generation Adventists. Okay. Who among you here are first generation or converts? Okay, there are a few hands. So most of you are from a family that are Adventists. And I guess you could relate to, some of you could relate to what I'm, sh I'm sharing. And I remember when, when it's Sabbath time, there's always this thing that's hanging behind, uh, hanging at the back of my mind thinking, oh, I could not watch the things that I want to watch. I could not listen to the music that I want to listen. I could not go to places that I want to go. And friends, you know what? Our church, back in the Philippines, by the way, I'm, I'm a Filipino, back in the Philippines, our church is at the edge of, of the city, of the downtown area. When you open my right window, you'll see a mall 550 meters away. My left window, there's another mall 850 meters away. So for us young people, we are somehow looking forward for the Sabbath to end because we want to go and march to the mall. There's even one time that we are we're doing a countdown, like 10, 9, 8. It's like New Year. And then we rejoice and we go to the mall. And that was like the highlight of our Sabbath. And, and when friends talk about the delight of the Sabbath, the joy of the Sabbath, for us, it doesn't quite make sense. And I'm thinking, is this really, is this really the, the Sabbath that they're talking about? And I remember one time, one of our friends as well said, Jem, let's, let's go to your room because I have a collection before of DVDs, movies. And my brother Mark here knows about that. I have like 1,500 collection of DVDs. So every end of the Sabbath, this young people could not wait to go to my room and do a movie marathon. By the way, friends, don't worry. Those movies are destroyed now. And uh, Amen. And as it goes on and on and on, it got boring us and I'm thinking, is this it? Is this the excitement that we have on Sabbath? And then until one day, one of the young people in the group suggested, hey, Brother Jen, why not let's, let's do a fasting and prayer? I'm thinking at the back of my mind, fasting and prayer. No, 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 no. I'm allergic to fasting. <laughs> and then... And then I asked the person, when do you plan to do fasting and prayer? I said, let's do it next Sabbath. I'm thinking, what specific time? I said, during lunchtime. I'm thinking, 
missing the potluck? And I'm thinking, that's great. I did not voice out my concern. I'm the leader. I'm the youth leader. I said, okay, let's try it. Friends, that Sabbath, I was struggling. And we went to our, to our room, to our upper room. We were just covering our eyes, not looking at the potluck. And when we were there, when we began studying, friends, we tasted something way more delicious than the potluck. When we come together and prayed together and studied together, it was awesome. And then after that study, the youth said, you know what, can we do it next Sabbath? I'm thinking, what? But I did not, I did not oppose because we have just experienced something that we have not experienced before. And it went on the next Sabbath. And the next Sabbath. And the next Sabbath. And the next month. And the next quarter. And we did it for like almost two years. Something that we have not experienced. And every time we, we did Bible study and prayer, the, ex the excitement and, and the hunger kept on growing and growing and growing. Until one particular Sabbath, we were studying this, this beautiful passage. If you have your Bibles with you, please open it in, in Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Isaiah 58, verses 13 and 14. I'll read from New King James Version. It says, If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure in my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord. Stop there. And we begin to realize the reason why we were not enjoying the Sabbath as we're supposed to enjoy the Sabbath or receive the blessing of the Sabbath is because we were using Sabbath in the wrong way. We're coming to the Sabbath and thinking, what do I want to do? What would please me? Instead of coming to the Sabbath, what would please the Lord? Not speaking thine own words, not thinking your own thoughts, not doing thine own pleasure. And then we begin to realize this is the reason why we were not enjoying the Sabbath before. And you know what, friends? There was a huge change, a huge contrast. And by the way, Sabbath is about worship, isn't it? And worship is about whom? It's about God. Worship is about God. So when we come to the Lord and worship, we bring what delights God. Amen? Not what delights us. And for sure, what delights God will delight you. Amen? And this is one somehow game changer in this whole thing that we have, that we have seen. And, and come to think of it, like, like Cain and Abel. Remember, Abel's sacrifice or Abel's offering was accepted. is because he brought what the Lord required. And Cain brought what he wanted. And I begin to realize this is what's happening most of the time when we come to worship. We come and bring what we want and what the Lord, not what the Lord requires. And, and I remember one time when we were singing, why do we want to, to sing this song? Because we sound good in this music. 
Why do you want to wear that clothes? Because I look good in these clothes. And worship is becoming more about us and not more about Him. And then when we looked at each other, and we realized, oh, friends, this is the reason why that we are missing on, the, on this most important blessing. We are not blessed by it because we are using it in the wrong way. It's like using your iPhone X only for, only for texting and selfie. You are not maximizing it. Why? Maybe we have not read the manual. We have not read the manual. And the moment we read the manual, friends, everything changed. And then I remember one of those times, a friend of mine, one of the members of the youth, said, you know what, Brother Jem, let's, let's go and write our, write our burdens or our sins in a piece of paper and let's find some stones and let's go to the side of the river. By the way, friends, our church is called Riverview. You could not see the river from our church. You have to cross the road and walk 50 meters and then there's the river. So, our, by the way, our Bible study and prayer happens after lunch until sunset. Just imagine that. After lunch until sunset, and we could not have enough. So that particular day, we went there, had our burdens, our sins. We wrapped the stone by it, and then we, we stood there, the riverbanks, and we sang the song over the sunset mountain. Anyone here knows that song? Yeah, some Filipinos and some other people do. The lyrics is, Over the sunset mountain, someday I'll safely go. Into the arms of Jesus, he who has loved me so. Over the sunset mountain, heaven awaits for me. Over the sunset mountain, Jesus, my Savior, I'll see. Of course, there's no mountain in sight. There's just a mall. When the sun was setting, we waited for the sun to set and then held that, that stone for the last time in our hands and then threw that in the middle of the river. When I turned to the person next to me, she was crying. So me being a nosy person, I asked her, why are you crying? And she said something that's quite cheesy to me at that time. She said, because Sabbath is over. I'm thinking that's quite cheesy. But later on, when I, when I arrived home, I began to realize Wow, if God is really the most important being in our lives, if Jesus is our best friend, we would not want to end a time with him. Amen? Amen. And we begin to realize, Sabbath, you would not want Sabbath to end. And I remember my grandma, after every service before, she will go back home, she will take her clothes out of her closet, and then she will start ironing. And he said, Grandma, where are you going? So, no, I'm not going anywhere. So what's that for? I said, for the next Sabbath. <laughs> Friends, if Sabbath is that important, we should be preparing for the next Sabbath as soon as the Sabbath ends. Amen? Amen. Because you will see how important that event is in the manner how you prepare for it. And let's read on to that beautiful verse. Verse 14, it says, Then shalt thou what? Delight thyself in the Lord. Friends, by the way, I, I looked at the meaning of delight, and I thank God that English is not my first language. So every time I see a word that really intrigues me, I, 
I looked at the definition of it. So delight means, all the while I thought delight is just a common word. When you say delight, it's, it's just something common. Listen, delight, to affect with great pleasure, to please highly, to afford high satisfaction or joy. Wow, delight is not so light at all, huh? Listen to the next one. A high degree of pleasure. Did you get this? A high degree of pleasure. And the last one really blew my mind. Delight is more permanent pleasure than joy. Wow. The moment I got a hold of this definition, I'm thinking, Oh Lord, Sabbath is something that you want to pleasure us with. And not just an ordinary pleasure, a high degree of pleasure, a permanent pleasure than joy. And this is what we have been experiencing. And once you experience that, you don't want Sabbath to end. Amen? And then the next line of, of that verse 14. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to what? To ride upon the high places of the earth. I like, in, I like this, this verse in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, it says, If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commanded thee this, which I commanded thee this day, the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord thy God will what? Set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. Verse, verse 13, it says, and the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And I like the next line. It says, And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. Isn't that powerful, friends? That's like a commanding. There's like a commanding presence there. It sounds like Ten, command, ten Commandments, isn't it? And thou shalt be what? Above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. I'm thinking, wow, this beautiful gift here as an accompanying promise. He will make you as a head and not the tail. And I remember one of my friends, a friend from India, he came to me one time, I was visiting AUP, and then he told me, Brother Jem, have you heard about the story of these three faithful Indians? And I said, no. He said, there was these three high school Indians back there in India, and they were about to take their, their qualifying exam. I don't know what's uh, equivalent for that, NSAT or LSAT. And that examination fell on a Sabbath. So they talked to their principal, ma'am, please ask the Commission on Higher Education if they could give us a special exam. And they were turned down. They kept on praying, and somehow the Lord moved the heart of that Commission on Higher Education, and they were granted a special exam. You know when? On the same day, but during the sunset. They were given two hours. By the way, that examination is four, uh, not four hours, but eight hours. They were only given two hours, but they did not complain. They did not murmur. They gladly took the examination. And friends, have you noticed that most of, of, the, of the quizzes, national quizzes, there's always an Indian finalist, isn't it? Huh? Like math quiz? Spelling bee, there's always Indian finalists. I'm thinking, what are they feeding their kids there in India? 
thinking maybe it's the curry, huh? And, and friends, most of my Indian friends are brilliant intellectuals. And just imagine this, this country filled with intellectual kids. When the results came out, the top three in that whole nation was this three Seventh-day Adventist kids. You see, the promise, my dear friends, is sure, is true. And I will make thee as the head and not the tail. I will set thee on high. That is the accompanying promise. And then I realized, wow, Lord, why, why can we seldom see this happening in our times? And then a few years after that, when they had the, the nursing board exam, you know, friends, most of the Filipinos that you meet are either nurses or teachers, isn't it? But there's more nurses. Just imagine when nursing board exam happens in the Philippines, there's just a lot of people taking the examination. 2011, a number one from Adventist University of the Philippines. Adventist. The next year, from Mountain View College, another Adventist school. And then the next year, from I don't know where, what school was that, but another Adventist. And then medical technologies, board exam, number one from AUP, and Adventist, number two, AUP, number four, AUP, number six, AUP. The next year, dentistry, number one from AUP. And medical board exam, the next year again, number one from San Agustin, another Catholic university, but a seven-day Adventist. <laughs> Physicians board exam. Number one, Seventh-day Adventist. And when you study the lives of these young people, these are faithful young people. Amen. Friends, you could see that when we meet the conditions, the Lord fulfills His promise. Amen? Amen? And this is something here in this beautiful gift that the Lord has given us. It's not just something that will give us delight. will give us an elevated position as well, that we may glorify His name. Amen? Because I remember when these people are interviewed by our major TV, uh, TV stations in the Philippines, all that they could talk about is God. All that they could talk about is how God brought them out of difficult situations. This is one thing that the Lord wants to happen in our generation, friends. He wants to put us at the head and at the tail that people will know that we serve a living God. Amen? Amen? That people will know that we serve a God who is alive, who is true to His promise, and who is faithful. And I remember one, one beautiful verse here that says, it's found in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, For them that honor me, I will what? For them that honor me, I will honor. I have one more story to share with you. You know, Filipinos, they like to sing. They like to sing. And, uh, and there was one singing group in the Philippines, and uh, it's called the AUP Singing Ambassadors. And this group of of young Filipinos, they have been competing around Asia and they were somehow granted uh, uh, access to, to a lot of places. 
and they have been giving glory to, to the name of the Lord. And there was one time that they were invited to, to participate in this, this thing that's called the World Choir Competition. Have you heard about that? World Choir Competition. And, uh, and one of those, uh, of those members of that, uh, of that group happened to be here in, in Loma Linda. And he brought me to the airport and shared with me their experience. He said, Kuya Jem, you know what happened? When we were there, it was quite a very stiff competition. You have to, you have to be the top of your game. And by the way, friends, a year before that, they applied for visa. And they were confident that they will have it. But somehow they were not given, given the visa. And, and the Lord somehow taught them, you have to seek me even more. You have to somehow be sure what is the objective of this of this competition here. And that here they said, let's do this for the glory of the Lord. It's not for our name. It's not for the name of the school. Let's do this for God's name. And they were granted a visa. They went to Wales. And by the way, friends, this is the, this is the, the competition situation. You have to compete for the whole week. In order for you to qualify for the choir of the worlds, you have to win one gold. And winning one gold when you are competing with the best of, of other nations, it's quite a tall order, isn't it? But the Lord was somehow good to them that they won two golds. They were the only country who won two golds. God has been, has been pleased by the dedication and, and the hearts of these young people. So they were so excited until the last day they, re they realized that the choir of the worlds will happen on a Sabbath. When they discovered that, their hearts were broken. And some of them were even crying and thinking, you brought us all this far? <laughs> and we could not even go to that competition. And they were just so frustrated. Their hearts were, <laughs> their hearts were downcast. And then one of the persons said, you know what? We're not just here to win the trophy. And by the way, the trophy is called the Luciano, Luciano Pavarotti Trophy. That is the highest distinction in a choir for the whole world. And by the way, this is also telecast, live telecast in the whole of Europe. And they said, so, so what should we do then? I said, we have, we have these two goals and we were, we were given this chance by God. And we glorified his name, so what are, what, are, what are we complaining about? And then they said, so what should we do on Sabbath? Because there's no church here. During that time, there's no church in Wales. I don't know if there's a church in Wales now. That was 2011, isn't it, Mark? 2011. And, and they said, oh, why not let's do a concert, a Sabbath concert? I said, where should we do this? And in the square... In the city square in that place, there is this little chapel where most of the choirs come and practice. So let's do our concert there. It's not an Adventist church. I guess it's, it's a Sunday church. And it's a good thing, Sabbath, there's no people there. So let's occupy the church. So they went there, and they're all decked out. They, they dressed up like, like they're about to, to compete. And they marched in the city square, and people noticed them, and people knows them. He said, oh, this is the Filipino group. And people began to follow them. They invited people, come join us. And when they were there, they began singing. They sing one song. They read one verse. 
Sing one song, talked about the Lord, and these people did not even know, friends, that they were having a Bible study. <laughs> so this continued for the whole afternoon. And at the end of that concert, at the end of that concert, one of the leaders said, this is, by the way, our last song. We will sing this song. It's entitled, The Irish Blessing. Have you heard that song? It's, it's like a, a response at the end of the, of the service. May the good Lord bless and keep you. So they were singing that song, and they could see tears flowing down the faces of these people who were watching. And one of them prayed. And after they prayed, they went down, shook the hands of those people who came. And these people asked them, Who are you guys? We have not met people like you. You are just like angels who came down to earth to bless us with these beautiful songs. They sat down with those people. They told them about Jesus. And that afternoon went on with those sharing with those people in that church. And when they came out of that church, some of them were even crying and they said, wow, this is the first time that I felt that this really is a ministry. For the first time, this is one amazing experience that I feel like the Lord really used me. They were walking, they were crying, and they were singing at the same time. Friends, for the first time, they experienced the delight that the Lord has promised. Isn't that beautiful, friends? And they, they, had a, they had a sundown worship. And by the way, friends, they were so frustrated because when they, it was announced that it will be on Sabbath, the world choir, or the choir of the worlds, that will be on Sabbath, it was summer. And summer, the sunset is quite late. And during that day, the sunset was at 9.30 in the evening. <laughs> so they had their advanced sunset or sundown worship. And they went back home, went back to their dorms. And they said, you know what? The moment we arrive at the convention center, it, it will be sunset. Why not let's just go around and check what the results are? The moment they arrive at the convention center, it was a little past 9.30, a little past night, uh, sunset. The moment they arrived there, you know what? They discovered that the contest just began. Things were not going right for the whole day. They kept on pushing it for another hour, and another hour, and another hour. And you know what was the exact time that the, that the concert began? At exactly 9.30. And they all broke down. They all cried. They said, this is only possible because of God. We put him first, and now the Lord is granting us the desires of our hearts. <laughs> Friends, the rest was history. When they sang, when they competed, they won the Luciano Pavarotti Trophy. They became Choir of the World's Champion. And when you could see in the video, they're pointing their finger to the Lord thanking God, because they know for a fact that it only was possible because of the goodness of God. Don't we serve an amazing God? Don't we serve a faithful God? The God who's so powerful and who's so faithful to His promise, who's true to His promise, and He said, for them that honor me, I will honor. And you know what's the most amazing thing, friends? The moment they left the place, they forgot something. They forgot their trophy. They forgot their trophy. 
And this is one conclusion that I have here. The applause of the world is nothing in comparison to the approval of God. <laughs> My dear friends, God has so much in store for us. This is the reason why that He really set aside this beautiful day. And if we spend it only for our glory and not for His glory, we miss out on the beautiful blessing that He has somehow wrapped in this precious day of His. And I remember this, this thought that I read a while ago. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all His commandments which I commanded this day, the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. And I like the verse 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Remember the next line. It sounds like Ten Commandments. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. Friends, this is high time. This is high time that the name of the Lord should be glorified. God wants to put us at the head because He wants people to know that we serve a living God, not for our glory. It should not be us bragging about what we have accomplished, but should be us bragging about what God is doing in our lives and what God can do in their lives. Can you say amen? amen. And my perspective about Sabbath began to change. Because before, Sabbath was not so much as a delight, but as a burden. And then, when I went to, to one place, to one country, I guess it was in Thailand, they had this, this opening of the Sabbath thing. And there was this candle that was lighted up. And friends, who is the light of the world again? Who? Jesus is the light of the world. Does the light of the world ever put out? Huh? Does it ever turn off? No, you could not blow it out. Friends, Jesus is the light of the world. And Jesus has been shining throughout the week. And most of the time we could not see him because there are so many other lights that's trying to get our attention. And I remember during Sabbath, all the other lights are put out. Can we try this? Can we put out the other lights? Like all the lights. Oh, so that's constant light there, huh? Okay. Nice. Friends, this is what happens during Sabbath. All the other lights are put out. And the only light that you see is Jesus. Amen? Amen? And then we begin to realize this is why Sabbath becomes so delightful. Because all the other lights that doesn't somehow give so much sense in your life are being shut off. And the only thing that makes sense is Jesus. And what happens when you see 
a bright light in a dark place. You gravitate to the light. Amen? So let's try this. Let's, let's gravitate to the light. Come. I'd like to invite you. We'll have... We want, to, we want you to, to come closer to the light. Come. Press around the light. Just imagine, friends, this is a very dark place. Come closer. Come to the light. I remember when we did this in India. It was pitch black, and people were tripping behind. <laughs> and I'm thinking, ouch, ouch. And then I begin to realize, this is what happens. Those people who are near to the light first, we are not even aware that we are blocking the light, that people could not see Jesus. That we are so close to the light that we are standing tall, that people at the back could not even see Jesus. And I begin to realize, oh, wow, this is a very good lesson here. And God says, if I be lifted up, what did he say? I will draw all men unto me. And I think this is the reason why that men are not drawn because we have not been following what, what Jesus had said. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And then I begin to, to ask God, so Lord, please, teach us how to lift you up. Is this the right way to lift him up? I guess this is the right way, but this is not sustainable. I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. I'll not be able to do this. I guess five minutes is my limit. And even if we come together, friends, even if we help one another, we could not do this. We need to have a break. And I'm thinking, Lord, then how do we lift you up? And when I got involved in the prayer ministry, I realized that the only way to lift Jesus up is when we go down. Try it. The moment we go down, Christ is lifted up. The moment we bow low, Christ is lifted higher. And this is one thing that the Lord has been waiting for His church to do. Because we are not even aware that it's not Jesus that is being lifted up. We don't know how to lift Jesus. Maybe we are lifting up the church. Maybe we are lifting up the ministry. Or maybe we are lifting up ourselves but not Jesus. And if we want Jesus to be lifted up higher, you know the drill. We have to bow lower. Amen? So friends, this weekend, I pray that this, that this weekend will be a weekend that Christ will be lifted up. It will start tonight. And friends, whatever it is that is stopping us from bowing low before God, but as remember, people needs to see the light. People needs to see Jesus. So in this last few minutes that we have here, let's, let's do some, some united prayer. Let's lift up the name of God. Let us praise him for who he is. Let's thank him for the sacrifice that he has given us. Let's thank him for this beautiful gift of the Sabbath. Let's, let's bow our heads. Dear Father, as we lift your name up through our praise and thanksgiving.
Okay, Father, I ask that you please put the prayers on our lips and teach us, Lord, how to praise you and to give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the Sabbath day. Amen. We praise your name for you've been faithful to us. Amen. I'm thankful for that you communicate with us. Yes, Lord. We thank you for your mercies, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for accepting us as we are. Amen. Dear Father, we ask that you please, Lord, please teach us how to lift Jesus up, that people may know that we serve a living God. We thank you, dear Jesus, for your sacrifice. Amen. God, we thank you for your sacrifice. Amen. We ask that you forgive us our sins, Lord, and that have mercy on us. Amen. Dear Father, I agree with that prayer. Forgive us, Lord, for knowingly and unknowingly that we are blocking the light that people did not see Jesus. Forgive us, Lord, if we're so busy in this worldly things and we forget to prioritize you in our life. Yes, Lord. Oh, dear Father, we pray that starting tonight that we will see, Lord, the importance of lifting you up and help us, Lord, to know that everything that we should do should all be for the glory of your name, yes. not for us, O oh Lord. And dear Father, I pray that uh, every time we, we look forward for the Sabbath, help us, Lord, to see the Sabbath from your perspective. Yes. And help us, dear Father, to see that it is your desire to give us the highest delightful experience during this day. And dear God, may it not be about us. May it all be about you. Help us, Lord, to trust you. And help us, dear Father, to sing the highest praises only for you. And may our worship be all about you, dear God. Thank you so much, Lord, for giving us this beautiful gift. And thank you so much, Lord, for giving us Jesus. This we pray in the loving name of your Son, Jesus. All your children say, Amen. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.